With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, 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 it's Bayo J, and welcome to The Motion, a debate podcast which sees two guests with conflicting opinions engage in an intellectual tug of war to sway my vote to their side of The Motion. From music to society, culture to sports, the topic may vary from week to week, but one thing is always guaranteed, your emotions will be set in motion. Today's topic is all about online dating. Hinge, Bumble, Tinder, Grindr, even Match.com, the list just goes on and on. We'll be discussing whether it has ruined or watered down the meaning of love. Debating this with me today, I have the No Shade podcast. Two young black women who discuss everything from social issues to everyday life experiences that affect their community. It's a no-holds-barred conversation and the ladies share the good and the bad always with a hint of shade. So arguing that it has watered down the definition of love, we have a queer. Hey, I am one half of No Shade Podcast. And on the other side, we have Esther. Hey, I'm the other half of No Shade Podcast. You might know me as my own royalty, but government name today <laughs> before we begin Aquia and Esther I've got a little contextual icebreaker so the audience can get to know you a little bit more I want you to share with us <laughs> your tinder one-liner so you've just opened a tinder account what is your bio saying if you're a fan of Drake you're a bit of me <laughs> <laughs> okay I am so done I think I would say a real babe a classy babe a shady babe. I love it. You got the podcast in there a little bit, you know. Yep, we always got a promo, mate. <laughs> All right. Without further ado, we're just getting to the opening statements, a rough summary of what you think and why. I don't think it's watered down what we consider love. First of all, because love is objective. I just think that it has given people more choices on who to love. So I do think that deep down people do want love. People who don't want love, I feel like their opinions and their ideas have taken over what the point of the app really is. Because we've got so much choice due to online dating, we constantly feel like we're like dissatisfied with the choices we make or the people that we date. And so the definition of love, I feel like for us has kind of changed. I think we need to go back to what love really was. So I like that Aquia said that we need to get back to what love really was. I think it's really important to understand what love was, what love is, and what love will be. So I'm just going to dig a little bit deeper into some of these areas and get you on your toes with some interrogation. <music> Esther, what does love mean to you, as philosophical as that is? For me, love is kindness it's selflessness it's caring i describe love with a lot of adjectives i think love is anything that you're lacking and you would want so say for example that i wanted companion love to me would be companionship wow that is really interesting and a queer love for me is that sort of unconditional love that like 
you know, we're going to go through it together. You've got my back. I've got your back. And we're going to make it no matter what the circumstances. I think love is like caring. Like I said, I think love is love is loving that person despite their flaws as well. And I think that our generation, I think we kind of tend to forget that that person has flaws despite that, despite the fact that you love them. I think dating apps are a form of social media. A lot of it is focused on, you know, putting your best self forward due to the fact that you literally are creating a profile to sell yourself. You become a product rather than like, I don't know, like a prize. Even if it's not looks, it's still on like, what do you have to offer? And I think that can lead into like a transactional definition of love as well. Esther, I wonder what you have to say about that. I get what you mean and I get why you would say that. But I do think that if you did meet someone in person as well, I don't think social media is the only way where we sell ourselves. For example, if you go into a job interview, you put your best qualifications forward, your best experiences forward. So I think as well, if you meet someone in person, say someone was to move to you in person, they would be moving to you because you put on your best self to leave your house. So I think in life in general, when we're outside of our home or outside of our comfort, our comfort space, we always put our best foots forward. All love is transactional. Literally, by definition, transactional is the exchange or interaction between people. And I think that coming together to form a union is because each party has a role to play. If you're in a situation or relationship or whatever it is, and you're only receiving and you're not giving anything back, you're most likely going to get dumped because you're not, you're not of any use to that person. I feel like it's like superficial transaction that we see a lot of these days. What you said about a job app, like I don't want to apply for a relationship, like, but to a queer, I personally believe that this part of Queen and Slim is like really dumb. I mean, personally, I am not killing myself for a Tinder date, but we saw one of the most powerful black love stories start from a Tinder date. And so I do think that a lot of talk around like the digital age. I found that the older I get, the more I'm like, oh, it wasn't like that back in my day, you know, things on Twitter, like you needed to be here. We love nostalgia, but there's so many new experiences that can be created by new technologies. If you're going to be in love, you're going to be in love. Whether they met in that restaurant that day, whether they met, you know, at Tinder first. I think love is a force that none of us have control over. So we often look at maybe the product as the problem but these products have like users. So I don't know if an app can kind of like accentuate something that's not there. Is our generation just not really focused in those matters? And this app is a symptom of that rather than the other way around. You know, it had to come with the statistics and everything. Come you know? through, come through. The article was written by The Insider and they were basically talking about like this whole idea of like the paradox of choice. You're always thinking like, oh, the grass is maybe green on the other side. These apps like feed into that and they make you think they have choice, but really it's a choice they've created for you. The same with like TikTok and Instagram. They use all these algorithms and stuff like that to make you feel like you found the one but really and truly. It's all for money. I think love is like reduced to like the physical and like instant gratification. Somebody who's gonna make you feel good quickly and then you're on to the next one. Another thing I wanna to touch on what you said is love is about, you know, sticking through the hard times. And I think that a lot of the love that we've been shown as, as black women especially, a lot of it is surrounded by struggle. Like I remember asking my friends at one point, it, it's like cheating is like a rite of passage for every like black husband. It's like, oh yeah, he cheated, but I forgave him. I think even Insecure, where like Molly's dad um, cheats on her mom and it's like, oh, I forgave him, it happened ages ago. And then Molly's like looked at the bad person because she doesn't want to accept the fact that her dad's cheated. We're like sticking through the thick, the thin, but 
how much thick am I giving versus like how much thick am, am I receiving? And I think if you look at apps like Bumble, which are focused about like giving women the first move and empowering women to actually go out and seek and have choice, because I, I think too much choice is a bad thing, especially when it's just, you know, focused on the physical. But I also think there's an element that in the past, a lot of the love is like, I have to stay here because this is it. I have no other choice. I think I'm all here for like, us having choice I think it's about knowing what you want to do with that choice and I think a lot of us we don't really like you don't really have a standard as to what you're going for it's just very fickle this person ticks the boxes but that also that person also does so I think having choice is good but you need to have a standard and, and knowing what you want and having all these all these different choices are they benefiting you and I think these kind of social apps they know this that people want choice and they give it to you and then subconsciously it's like it's kind of like not giving, it's not really fulfilling you in terms of getting the love that you want because everything is so temporary. Esther, I want to come back to you because I think it's really interesting to look at the difference between dating apps and like dating sites. So we always used to see back in the day, you know, the girl on the platform smiled, that advert and match.com, even though people would look at people who use them as a bit sad or like it's the last resort. They didn't really have the same talk around like this whole instant gratification piece because it takes more investment. You're still going on the site, you're creating your profile, you may check it less because it's not an app, it's not on your phone. And you spoke about the intention behind these apps and you said that they're about finding love. Tinder, for example, continues to market itself as like a love finder, but majority of Tinder is associated around hooking up. And I also think it's interesting that when you look at the apps that are trying to make a difference, like Bumble, and the reason it was founded, I found out, is because Whitney Wolf, she basically used the money that she got from a sexual harassment claim against Tinder to basically find Bumble. And so these are the founders of this app that is about finding love. And a lot of it is just rife with the same things that we do see in everyday life, like misogyny, harassment. I don't know, I think when I look into that and all the behind the scenes, I find that love whatever that means, does get lost in that. I know that there's negative stuff that's come with um, dating online, but I also think there's a lot of positives as well. I did find statistics as well. I also did my research. And this was a 2017 study by the University of Essex. Got I came with the receipts, okay? <laughs> <laughs> it said how um, marriages that began with online dating are less likely to end after one year compared to couples that didn't meet online. I think that when you're online and you get to see people and you might, yes, it is shallow, but really and truly, let's be honest, if someone moves to you in a dancery and you're not liking how they look, you're not giving them the number. Technically, that's the same thing as you would a dating app. It just saves you more time. I think it saves you having to break people's hearts and tell them why it is you don't like them or why it is you don't want to give them your number, make up some silly lie, out here collecting bad points with God and also we don't have time for that. So I think that um, dating apps help us to kind of skip that stage. I feel like you're more able, I think, to um, date intentionally because if you go on an app and you see someone's profile and you like how they look and you speak to them and you see that they're not on what you're on, you're not on the same vibe as you, on the same wavelength in, in life as you, you're able to just dead it right there and then. Just say, Do you know what? I'm all right. I'm not interested and keep it moving. And you've got, you got a wider pool to look into. Love that you guys came with the, you know, the stats. Love, love, love that. <laughs> I actually do have a stat. Apparently 25% of people now view themselves as more desirable than they actually are, which is a lot. It's like, how dare you tell me I'm not as desirable as I think I am. But <laughs> it shows that Due to the more choice, we are more picky and you find that a lot of people are matching with people on these apps that aren't matching back with them. And so I think we talk about the choice, but it also shows that people 
maybe <laughs> they're, they're, lack, they're lacking self-awareness, shall we say, on these apps. And it's not as much of a fairy tale as much as you can have what you want as we view it as. Like, I, I still think that it, it just helps you with skipping a stage. In the older generations, or like previous generations, sorry, when they'd be with someone, obviously there's some cultures as well that have arranged marriages and stuff like that. And people kind of got together on the basis of because we need to. And I feel like especially women, and like a lot of women, I reckon, kind of settled in type of man that they wanted because maybe at the time they wanted to get married, the kind of man they would have desired didn't come at that time. So they had to kind of settle. So I feel like even though it was harsh that, you know, people might not swipe back or might not like you back on these apps, the truth is... They don't like you. They don't like you. Or furthermore, would you want to be with someone who doesn't find you attractive, who is just with you just for the sake of it? And then, like we said, they just go out and, and start cheating on you. So I feel like at the end of the day, it's just it just makes sense to be with someone who's attracted to you. But I do think that, you know, maybe a lot of people are, you know, delusional. But beauty is an eye of the, of the beholder, they say. So I do feel like people who might not like reject people in real life are more likely to do it online just because... You're not getting a 3D experience, basically. It's time for our first listener voice memo of season three. This is an opportunity for one of our listeners to have their say on a previous episode. Did they disagree with a take or feel like we could explore an area more? If you want to send in a voice memo to us, send us an email at themotionpodcast at gmail.com and you can find all the other ways to do that at the end of the episode. This episode's voice note is from one of our listeners, Nonny, reacting to season three, episode one. Do you really have to read slash be knowledgeable about a topic to have an opinion? I think at the end of the day, they kind of were almost on a similar side. But one thing that I thought could have been interesting to explore a bit more is you touched on it. It's this idea of what's the purpose of conversation, right? Because opinions in a conversation to educate is different from opinions in a conversation to entertain or something. And I think you touched on it a bit with the back chat example. I feel as though we talk about having conversations. We're always just like, oh yeah, conversations like these are so important. Like we just want to have more of these conversations. Converse, converse, converse. And we're always telling people to converse. But we don't necessarily think about the intention behind conversations. Am I having this conversation because I want to change somebody's opinion? Is this an argument or like a debate as the motion is? Is this to entertain? Is this to educate? Even thinking about the motion, like what do you think the intention is behind the conversation? Like, is that something that you specifically thought of? Do you think we should be thinking about it more like before we just enter into conversations? Big, big question. What is the purpose of conversation? What is the purpose of the motion? I think about it quite a lot. And in one of the preseason episodes with Brown Sugar, I said that conversation can only get you so far, which is so ironic because what are we having right now? What is the purpose of this whole podcast? But I'm not telling you to stop listening. I think intention in so many areas of life is important. And for a conversation to know its intention and to achieve that intention without harming anyone, I think, to be honest, those are the main criteria that I put in any conversation. So in terms of the motion, it's about encouraging people to engage with the other side. We're not here to give you all the answers though. We're here to give you enough to make you challenge what you think you know and go out to find out more. And that's why you'll find that with our podcast, you often leave with more questions than answers. And I think that is the way to go through life. I think you should always go through life as a student and never stop questioning because we will never have all the answers, Sway. Like we just will not. And ultimately, I want more freedom in conversation. People don't 
not fear of cancellation, not fear of what other people think. And I think a lot of conversations stopped at that first hurdle because people tend to give surface level opinions because they fear what people might think or they feel like they don't know enough. But I won't spoil the episode for you if you're yet to listen. So let's get back to today's episode where I think intention plays a huge factor also. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's now time for my favorite part. I am officially no longer a buffer, a queer. Esther, you're free to go at each other, point out the weakest sides of the opposing argument. It's time for the main debate. You know, since we're covering statistics here, let me drop a couple more. Okay. <laughs> Researchers from Ohio State University were talking about how even like loneliness and stuff like that leads people to go on like these apps and stuff, and how the dating industry is literally worth an estimated of three billion dollars so you think tinder and bumble and all these other apps don't want to get a bit of that they definitely do want to get a bit of that and that's why they've created these apps it's literally a market you buy something and then you refund it whenever you don't you don't want it anymore whereas love i feel like when you meet somebody face to face i mean there are occasions where you meet somebody and then boom they ask for your number but more time it's like they've kind of gauged you from a distance for a little bit you know you have a mutual friend they're kind of like can kind of do, you know, the, the DBS check for you or the CRB check to make sure that, you know, you're both compatible. Whereas I feel like yeah. on these social apps, literally, it's just a facade. Like, everyone's performing on there. It's all fake. And sometimes you're putting up too much of a best front that it's not even your real self anymore. I think it's interesting that Bumble, I've mentioned them a lot because they're kind of people who you say are doing it right. They're, like, going through a more, a more, like, behavioural route. But even them, they have options that, like, make it safer for you. If you pay, you can block certain people. Basically, you're less likely to be, like, sexually harassed or, like, receive all the hate and the abuse that we've mentioned. But you have to pay ten dollars a month for that why are you paying How for are love you saying, exactly leading with like you know we're giving women choice we're being, creating a safe space for women but you have to pay for a safer space so i i do think there's a bit of a contradiction there first of all money have you make second of all money have you make <laughs> if i come up with a great idea i'm sorry i should definitely get paid for it i think that like okay so why should you have to pay to find love but then you don't have to you could just find love in person like we've been in a pandemic for like over a year now i feel like online dating is i feel like that's really really helped people and even if you don't want to meet someone like to date you can meet someone to talk to to be your friend and stuff so i still feel like the the choice that we have is really really good i feel like we we just get to skip so many parts a lot of people deep down we are kind of shallow we know the things that we like we have a type everyone always talks about they have a type we have a type so i think that if you go on tinder and you see someone who looks like your type it just makes life easier i feel like i would be more hurt if someone rejected me to my face than if they did if they didn't swipe right and i do think as well like with like a lot of the effects adverse effects you guys are talking about i just think that's with social media in general mm. going on instagram you can feel insecure i shouldn't have to feel that way when i'm when i'm meant to be on an app there's meant to be like nurturing and like everyone's there to for that one objective driving. that is not the purpose of these apps sis 
The apps are not there to nurture you. Face to face. If he moves to me, right, and he moves to another girl in the next bar, I don't know that he's done that. Whereas if I'm on an app and we, let's just say, we match or whatever, I'm constantly in my head, I'm thinking, okay, so is he still on the app? Is he talking to other girls? Like, is he matching with other girls? And especially with, like, this whole, like, paying for a safer space and things like that like why am I paying for for me to feel a type of way like love is a feeling do you know what I mean so why am I paying for my mm. for my feelings for my emotions I shouldn't have to pay mm. for that if you're creating an industry if you're creating a business that's generally for people to connect and to love each other and to have fruitful relationships and get married and etc all that stuff why am I paying for you to give me choice that should be given for free why are you not making money through ads or I don't know influencers promoting the the app and that's why i feel like it's kind of like watered down love because by the time you've met up with that person there's nothing new it's just like okay right let's get to the shinding you know are we gonna get it on are we gonna get a piping or not mm. there's no like magical mm. feeling of like oh you like roses or you like this it's just like i've read all your cv and i'm just coming to find out whether you're actually your cv or, or not like, were you lying but or i not? think that you just write a bio so it's not really a cv like i feel like a cv is very it's very lengthy it's a whole like to be fair his just looking a cv like you've got to you got to do the six pictures then you got to pick the three prompts and it's i won't even lie it's a lot there's some people that just don't bother they'll do a black picture like black 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 and those people look like weirdos they probably are that's the nature <laughs> of the app do you know what i mean i'm not thinking who like what's behind the black screen i'm like you are a weirdo like i think the whole choice thing that like, we always say with like the apps i just think that we overdo it a lot because i'm not gonna lie i was on his the other day and i was like if this is it i will not find love if this is what is out there it's actually over for me like we said earlier about love being subjective i also think that we've made our own assumptions about why these apps are in place we've also made our assumptions about what these apps should be like a queer mention about how the app should be nurturing the app should definitely not be nurturing <laughs> i feel like with the safe space i feel like we've been throwing that out way too much recently on social media like people are looking to a clubhouse to be a safe space i feel like people are searching for safe spaces in places that are not going to be safe life is not even a safe a safe space <laughs> you cannot look to an app to be a safe space an app cannot be a safe space when it's got all types of different characters on there the app developers cannot vouch for every character that comes there even if they had the cia mi5 even if they had them doing checks on people it still wouldn't be as safe in the same way as well it's not up to an app to make you feel secure about how you look for example wherever it is wherever you go there might always be something that will trigger you or that will make you feel insecure we can't possibly have a platform that caters to everybody's insecurities people have insecurities that you don't think about like i remember years ago i listened to an interview by karichi she said her insecurity is her belly button and when i saw her belly button in pictures and videos and stuff it's not even big. We look to social media to cater to things that we actually have the responsibility of dealing with ourselves. And I think that's that's just the realness in this in society today issues. And I feel like that's also why dating and relationships and love is the way it is for us today. And the reasons why people join these apps is also different. So you might join it because you want to find a future husband. Someone might not believe in marriage and they want they want to join it because they just want companionship for now. People have different reasons. So I feel like having to have an app that caters to each thing 
each person and that's millions of people is it's not realistic i think you're right we talk about the meaning of love which is what we're talking about and we're now comparing it to clubhouse or other social media apps that like aren't safe spaces then love is now becoming a dangerous space has love always been a dangerous space i think that's a question we have to ask ourselves i think your point about the different meanings why people go onto the apps is really important because even though 19% and I don't know what app this was referring to would go on to find a partner still only 13% would go on it for sex so the actual majority was that 48% would go on these apps to look for fun and 41% to find friends so you're still getting a sense of intimacy it's just a different you know kind of intimacy and I think that our generation is understanding the different kinds of love and it's not just this kind of like you know heteronormative idea of love that we have been like fed but just different kinds of connections and different kinds of intimacy i wouldn't necessarily blame the apps watering down love by itself however i think they do aid or they do help so they know that we live in an age of like people having commitment issues both men and women people not wanting to settle down people feeling like they're not ready for relationships and i feel like they know this and they marketed and created an app where they made you feel like okay if you're not sure well we've, we can give you loads of choices and make you feel like we can help you find a choice whereas it actually kind of confuses you it's doing the opposite of what it's intended to do and it's a shame because there are some people who genuinely want to find love but i don't know if online dating is the best way to find love really I think in general, I feel like when it comes to love anyway, I think love is a risk. I think that the people who get married and maybe like 20 years later realise actually this isn't it or people get married and then, you know, claim that their partner's changed, their partner's different. But I don't think that online dating apps makes that risk greater because I personally have two friends who met their partners on dating apps and they're now married. So I really think that it really just depends. I think it's just luck as dating is in real life anyway yeah i just want to ask what your opinion is on love being a game i guess and dating apps being a way for it to become just a bit more strategic a bit more like thinking and a bit less like losing to like the natural forces of love like the butterflies in person or whatever you can kind of just gather yourself a bit and see it as a step i feel like these apps and stuff definitely does make love feel like a game and feel like you have to present yourself in a certain way or look a certain way or say say certain things to make yourself more appealing I just feel like love should be natural love should come easy and it's and I feel like Loki also kind of like feeds into this like obsession with like love at first sight as well like where you have to automatically feel something without even talking to that person you have to feel something based on the physical or the their profile what their profile is saying and I just feel like it takes away from love being just natural and like in the movies where you're like in the coffee and you, you know you bump into him and then the coffee spills and do you know what I mean it just takes away from that fairy tale kind of thing it's annoying because sometimes you end up meeting like people who are just rotten but no shit <laughs> to these acts because I'm not saying that they're all rotten on there I know I asked about what love meant to you at the start but as we end I'd like to ask what you'd say love was say 10 years ago and what it is now so if we're talking about it watering down just kind of a reference I think love was in a way that like you were looking for a provider you wanted somebody to take care of you and I think a lot of people still yearn for that um, however I think love now is more like I feel like love now is more like a game is more like a plan where it's the same way it was like oh are they going to provide these apps kind of help you shape the type of man that you want or you think you want anyway love isn't a fairy tale anymore it's just more like strategic and if someone ticks your boxes yeah go for it kind of thing or love can also be very temporary 
I think love a few years ago was, I would say, more contractual. I think a lot of people thought that it was love. But I think it was just a thing of convenience and union because of dependency as well. I actually think that today we have a better idea of what love is than what it was, I would say, 10 years ago. Because I think today people know what it should take. Even though we, I do believe, I strongly believe that we have a very superficial idea of what love is. But I do think that we have a better idea of love in society today because women I would say as well women are in a place in society where we're actually winning and we don't have to depend on men for anything and I think that that's made women more picky in terms of who it is that they choose to spend their life with in terms of who it is that they choose to give their time to so I think that love back then was I would say contractual I think love today is based more on emotions rather than convenience. Before I officially make my decision, you have 30 seconds and 30 seconds only to get me on your side. It is time for the closing statement. Dating apps has watered down love. I think it's made people feel like, you know, you've got loads of choice. However, subconsciously you don't. I think that it is definitely fed into like this whole notion of people being scared of commitment because, you know, you, you've got so much choice that you don't need to commit to the person that you've you've swiped with or you've swatched with. Um, also, I think loneliness has driven people to these apps. And yeah, just get off these apps, guys. <laughs> What you want out of love or what you consider love depends on a multitude of factors. I just think it's given people more choice to be able to to have a wider pool to actually choose the kind of love that they want to receive. Online dating apps are not necessarily the problem. I think it's the people that join them and that's not that's not something that we have we necessarily have control over. That's every area of life. I also think that it takes into consideration how much women and how much society has progressed a lot in terms of women not having to be with men because they have to because they depend on them. I'm trying to work out what side my decision lies with it. You're biased. That's what you mean, sis. <laughs> <laughs> you were on hinge yesterday. You shouldn't have gone on hinge for like two weeks. <laughs> Yeah, true. Very true. I think love is basically a reflection of the society that we live in. I'm realising that a lot of just what we've been taught from movies, like whether it's in school, whether it's like looking at our parents, a lot of the values that we see in love are the same values kind of just driven by this like capitalism. And I think because we are in the technical like age, that's what you're seeing. Like you're seeing a new reflection of love via these apps. And so I think that in terms of has have these apps watered down love, I think I've got to have to say it's not the apps that have. But I think love basically should just be defined by God. And I think every human definition of love just like comes with its own issues. And I think an app just might be one of those issues, but I don't think it's the real stem. And um, so for that reason, Esther, you've won the debate. Yay. And you know what? I'm, I'm hoping for Aquia's definition of love. Like, I'm hoping for that in my life. But I don't know if I'm going to get that by head. I'm not going to lie. I don't think I am. <laughs> Make sure to follow No Shade Podcast at No Shade Pod on Instagram and Twitter. The conversation does not stop here. Follow us on Instagram at Devotion underscore. Tweet us your thoughts at Devotion Pod underscore. Send us an email, TheMotionPodcast at gmail.com. And listen to our radio show every Sunday live on Wizard Radio from 5pm. Be blessed, stay safe and have a wonderful week.
is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.